Hey everyone, welcome today to the Bible Project Podcast. And we're working together through the book of Genesis. This is season two of our series. Our plan is to work through the whole Bible over how many years that might take, the Lord willing. And we're at Genesis chapter 12, and today we're going to be covering the passage which uses verses 14 to 19. This is episode 101 of season two. But if you're just new to this and just arrived at this, you're very welcome to go back right to the start of our journey together, working through the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse. If you feel like you'd like to get an overview of the Bible first before joining us on this epic journey, then season one is 66 short podcasts, which work through each and every one of the books of our Bible and give an overview of those books and their meaning. And then you can join us in season two on this massive journey together. So really excited to have to be here and to have you listening or watching. There's always a transcript available for each and every one of these talks that I do. And the best place to access that is on the episode notes of any audio version of the website. But there should also be links if you dig around in the Facebook or the YouTube postings as well. Anyway, today I'm calling this part of this Genesis story, which is about Abram and it's the consequences of making wrong choices. Now, you'll remember that last time when we met together, we'd reached the point where Abraham had decided to go into Egypt. Not good, we said. And he's made the decision that Sarah, his wife, should pretend to be his sister. You see, because he's worried that the Egyptians might kill him in order that one of them, maybe even Pharaoh himself, might marry Sarah. Not good either. So let's pick up the text and what it tells us in Genesis 12 verses 14 and 15, which say this. When Abraham came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarah was a very beautiful woman. And when Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and she was taken to his palace. So it seems that Abraham had some justifiable reasons for being concerned. So he enters Egypt, and the officials, I would assume at the border, when he enters the land, look at Sarah and they see that indeed she was a very beautiful woman as as had previously been described. And those same officials go to Pharaoh and say, wow, look who's just crossed the border. And they actually take Sarah to Pharaoh's palace. Now at this point, nothing untoward has happened up to this point, but well, maybe it's about to. Pharaoh, you see, had absolute authority as a king and he could pick any woman he wanted and take her to be his wife. And he was obviously interested in Sarah. And he, in a sense, he addresses this situation in truth reasonably and Abraham as well, reasonably well. There's no reason why a sister of a man entering the country might not be considered as a wife for him. Then verse 16 tells us this. He treated Abraham well, there you are, for her sake, and Abraham acquired sheep, cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. So it seems at this point that Abraham's doing quite well in Egypt, doesn't it? He's coming out of this situation rather well. But I'd like to pause at this moment and make a quick observation, one that I think is quite important. At this point in time, is Abraham in the will of God or out of the will of God? 
Well, clearly he's out of the will of God, yet he's still maintaining material blessings during this whole time. He's gaining wealth. He's becoming rich. He's accumulating all the stuff that is valuable in his day. Now, that's rather interesting, isn't it? And what this more than suggests, what this confirms to me is that someone can be out of the will of God and yet still be making a lot of money. Now, some people think because someone has a lot of money, that might be evidence they're in the will of God. But what I'm trying to tell you is that is not how it really works. It's entirely possible to be very rich in material blessings, but at the same time be very far outside the will of God. Now, let's be clear. I'm not saying it's wrong to be wealthy, but I'm saying that we must not, we should not measure someone's spiritual situation by the amount of wealth they might have or be accumulating. But notice Abraham's actions at this point. Well, they may have saved him trouble. They may have saved his bacon. But for his wife, well, she's in a difficult situation. He's got her into a real pickle, hasn't he? And I believe it's important to point out here that when we as individuals get out of the will of God, it is seen often to affect people around us. It will often affect those who are closest to us and how we care and who we should care the most about. It most often has the most catastrophic effect on them, not just ourselves. So let's see what happens in the next verse, verse 17. But the Lord inflicted serious diseases on Pharaoh and his household because of the situation with Abraham's wife, Sarah. That's interesting, isn't it? The answer is that in spite of Abraham's actions, God is going to remain faithful to his promise. Abraham has been fickle and he's failed, but even in the midst of this catastrophic failure, God will remain faithful to his purpose. Now look what happens next. Pharaoh recognises that something's wrong. Verse 18 and 19 tell us that Pharaoh summoned Abraham what have you done to me, he said? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister, so that I then took her to be my wife? Now then, here is your wife, take her and go, Pharaoh says. It seems to me that the only way that Pharaoh could have found out that, she, that Sarah was in fact Abraham's wife was the fact that she told him. Many Bible experts believe Sarah was probably reasonably somewhat aggravated by her husband's decisions and that she was also quite justified in telling Pharaoh the true situation in order to maintain her purity. So Pharaoh calls Abraham in and says to him pretty much, what in the world have you done? Pharaoh has figured out that the disease that is plaguing his whole household is God's judgment on him. And he probably questioned Sarah to figure out what was going on. And she told him the true situation. And Pharaoh calls Abraham in and he rebukes him and he sends him away with Sarah. So think about what has happened here and what is going on here. Abraham is standing before a pagan monarch. Well, what should he be doing if God had naturally, in a proper way, brought him before a pagan monarch? What should he have been doing? Of course, he should be telling him about the Lord, right? Instead, this unbelieving Pharaoh is rebuking the believer for his unethical behavior. 
Wow, what a turn of events. Instead of revealing the Lord to Pharaoh, Abraham is getting rebuked by Pharaoh for his unethical behavior. That is the greatest tragedy, and that is still the greatest tragedy when we see situations like that occurring in the world today. In fact, probably the only reason Abraham survives this debacle is because God had made him that promise earlier in the story. And he probably moved on this Pharaoh's heart and told him, just get him out of the land. And he did that because he made a covenant promise to give him the land and he wanted to hold to that promise. So part of what is going on here is that God wants to maintain his promise to give him the promised land and Abraham is going to inherit that land in spite of his failures. But we'll find out what happens in the story the next time. I just remind you that all the links to all the various platforms and the way we share this podcast are available on the podcast websites, both the daily and the weekly version of it alongside the YouTube channel, the Facebook page, and there's even links there if you'd like to support the ministry. But other than that, thanks for joining me. And that's it for today's episode of the Daily Bible Project Podcast. Bye for now.